Somebody shout this. 
deserves it. Amen. If we had 10,000 hands, we couldn't praise him enough. If we had 10,000 tongues, we could not worship him enough. Amen. We're going to give it our best. We're going to give it a shot. We're going to praise him with everything that we have. What a privilege. What an honor it is to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to be back here. Life UPC. I think it's been a few years. I think I was here uh, last time during All Nations Sunday, I think, a few years back. Amen. But it is a joy and it is an honor to be here with this wonderful church and this incredible, incredible body of believers. And I want you to understand that this church is incredible, number one, because you serve an incredible God. Amen. This church is an incredible church because you have incredible leadership. So Before we get into the word of the Lord, I do want to give double honor to the man and woman of God of this house, Pastor and Sister Crutchfield. I need you to put your hands together and give them applause. service, not just here in Hyattsville, but even beyond these four walls. You guys are truly blessed, amen, to have a man and woman of God that not only loves God, but loves you with everything they have. Amen. One more time, let's give it up for the first for family and all that we respect and appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. Glad to have my childhood friend, Tristan Blackwood, you just heard him sing. We've known each other for many, many, many years. Amen. And uh, I joke about this all the time. And, you know, we talk about the many miracles of Jesus. Uh, of course, healing the sick, turning water into wine. We can go on and on and on. But one of the greatest miracles uh, that Jesus had was that he was in his 30s and had 12 friends. <laughs> or maybe 11, however you want to look at it. But y'all are laughing, but y'all know it's true too. It's like the older you get, it's hard to have true friends. Am I right about it? People that live in your neighborhood, people that you went to school with, you don't even know where they are right now. Man, but Tristan Blackwood has been a true friend. We've known each other for 30 uh, plus years, and here we are still to, today. So I give honor to my friend. Thank God for his character and ministry. The book of Mark chapter 8. I know you're standing. Mark chapter 8. If I can have a little more monitor, please. Thank you. If that is allowed, that's okay. I don't want to mess anything up. Amen. Just a little more monitor up here. Thank you. Mark chapter 8. Let's commence at verse 22. We'll read down to verse 26. And I'll let you be seated. How many people help me preach tonight? Yeah. I heard one hallelujah, two amens. Now, let me just give this to you up front. Um, if, uh, 
If you help me preach, I promise you I will preach quicker. Y'all really will help me now. Amen. But if you don't say nothing, then I'm going to think you don't know what I'm saying. And I'm going to keep explaining and explaining. So just, even if you don't get it, just say amen. Play it off. Say amen. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. But y'all better be ready to have some church. We just drove four hours from Atlanta and came right in. We got dressed in the office. Y'all better get that great. Mark chapter 8, uh, verse 22. When you have it, say amen. amen. If not, say hold on. Hold on. Amen. This is a good church. Amen. amen. The Bible says, And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand, and led him out of the town. And when he had spit on his eyes, and put his hands upon him, he asked him if he saw all, if he saw anything. Verse 24, and he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. After that, he put his hands again upon his eyes and made him look up, and he was restored and saw every man clearly. Verse 26, and he sent him away to his house, saying, Neither go into the town nor tell it to any in the town. Jump back up to verse 22 of Mark. Chapter 8, I want you to pay close attention specifically to the last clause of verse 22. The Bible says, And he cometh to Bethsaida, and they bring a blind man unto him, and besought him to touch him. And besought him to touch him. For a few moments until you're hearing on this Friday evening, I want to preach and use this as my subject. He touched me. Look at somebody next to you and say, he touched me. Tell one more person, he touched me. He touched me. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Everybody shout it again. He touched me. He touched me. From the moment we are born, we crave human touch. We could not exist without this most basic need that every human desires. Touch can be conveyed in many different ways and on many different levels. From a simple handshake to a gentle caress or to an intimate embrace, there are many different ways that people experience and perceive touch. Research showed that a hug from a loved one can lower your blood pressure. You ought to reach over and hug your loved one right now. Just hug them. Squeeze them. Amen. Research it. Amen. Y'all doing it. That's right. Your blood pressure is dropping right now. I promise you. Your blood pressure is regulating right now. Amen. That's what research says that a hug from your loved one. Not an enemy, because that'll get your blood pressure. <laughs> Amen. Has to be a loved one. Make sure they love you for real. It helps lower your blood pressure. A hug from a loved one, somebody that really cares about you, it increases your sense of well-being. 
A handshake with a colleague can create a connection. People who constantly engage and touch often live happier and healthier lives. Ladies and gentlemen, touch is a vital way in which we understand our world around us. It can affect us physiologically, emotionally, psychologically, intellectually, and yes, even spiritually. Touch is the most primitive of all sensations and the only one of the five senses that involves the whole body. Now, if a human touch can give us this many benefits, just imagine what happens when he touches us. Just imagine what happens when God touches us. Our minds can be restored. Our bodies can be healed. Our marriages can be repaired. from God. So you and I, we have to get to the place that when we come to church, we don't come to church primarily looking for human touch. But we have to have the mindset that even if the ministry does not touch me, even if the ministry does not lay hands on me, even if the saints don't touch me, Jesus. 
can do what your doctor can't do. Do I have a witness in this house? I said just one touch from Jesus can do what your lawyer can't do. Just one touch from Jesus can do what the marriage counselor can't do for you and your spouse. Just one touch from Jesus can do what rehab can do. Just one touch from Jesus can do what a nicotine patch can do. Just one touch from Jesus. It can do what money can't do. It can do what drugs can't do. It can do what alcohol can't do. It can do what sex can't do. Just one touch from Jesus. It will turn your world upside down. Be careful 
friends take you away from Jesus. I said, get your back there. Y'all don't like that one. Be careful. Be careful when your friends don't bring you to Jesus. But they take you away from him. It's a red flag when your closest circle, your friends, always say stuff like your church requires too much. Why do you have to go to church every week, all the time, even on a Friday night revival? What kind of mess is that? Talking to somebody in here. That's why you're laughing. And they may be sitting right next to you. Just don't just look straight ahead. Don't say nothing. Just look straight ahead. Let me preach to them tonight. Amen. You have the wrong friends. When your friends always asking you, what's the big deal about Jesus? You always talking about your church and always talking about your pastor and his wife and boy, you're quiet through here. Always talking about what they don't like and, 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 and what needs to be fixed. Always got something negative to say. Those are red flags. You need to disconnect. yourself. They said we love you enough that we'll grab you and bring you to him and then we will ask him to touch you. They said we know your pain, we know your struggle, we know your condition and we know everything that you've done to try to regain your sight. They said so we are going to literally ourselves bring you to Jesus. I don't know about you y'all but hear me, hear me Hear me, I just turned 40 years old, y'all. I'm feeling like an elder now. Hey, Amen. Hey, I'm not a young preacher no more. I'm feeling like an elder now. Hey, Amen. Hey, y'all pray for my back starting to hurt, my legs hurt. I got to stretch and everything now. But hear me, y'all. I'm at a place. I'm at a place in my life. I don't have time for fake friends. Y'all know what to talk about. I don't have time for fair weather people uh, who love you today, talk about you. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I don't have time for people in my life uh, that in my face they tell me, oh, I love you. I'm praying for you. And then I share my business with you. And then you don't take it to God in prayer. But you take it to brother so-and-so. You take it to sister. I ain't got no real people in here. I'm in a place in my life. in my life. That's the type.
like with people I want around me, people that will not talk about my relationship with Jesus, people that will not disrespect my church, people that will not discount my leadership. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I need people in my life that need me too. This 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 blind man, he he had some good friends. His friends brought him. To Jesus. Verse 23. I told you I'm not going anywhere else tonight. Verse 23. Here we go. Keep your Bibles open. I'm a Bible preacher. The Bible says, and he took the blind man by the hand. Somebody shout touch. Led him out of the town. When he had spit on his eyes and put his hands upon him, shout touch. He asked him if he saw Oh, Jesus takes the man by the hand, walks him out of the town. Listen to me. I don't have time to deal with all this tonight. He walked him out of the town because he refused to do any miracles in Bethsaida because of their carnality and backslidden state. Let me see if I can connect the dots very quickly. Sometimes before Jesus can touch you, he has to take you out of familiar surroundings. He has to take you out of Bethsaida. Are y'all hearing me? You see, some people cannot get touched by God because they're still living and hanging out in Bethsaida. Some people can't get the touch they need from God because, once again, of the people they associate with. And God said, I'm not blessing nothing in Bethsaida. He said, if you want to stay connected to gossipers, if you want to stay connected to people that disrespect authority, you want to stay connected to people that try to pull down your church and your God. He said, I am not blessing no mess. So if you really want to get touched, you have to leave that center. You got to disconnect from folk who don't mean you no good. So Jesus grabbed him by the hand. You don't think Jesus could have performed miracles in Bethsaida? He's Jesus. He can perform miracles in hell if he wants. He can go wherever he wants to. But it was a principle, I'm not blessing nothing that's connected to Bethsaida. Grabbed a man by the hand and walked him out of the town. That's a revelation for somebody. It's time to leave Bethsaida. Some friendships, some relationships, it's time to cut some of that stuff off because they're stopping God from touching you. Alright, so, so I'm, I'm still in the text. So he takes the man by the hand, leads him out of the town. I'm still in verse 23, y'all. The next part of verse 23 is what really messed me up. Jesus takes the man out of the town and the Bible says he spits. I'm a Bible preacher. We're not skipping over nothing. People just, people just bypass. They just, they just drive by like, like it's not even in here. Nope, it's right here. And this is KJV. 
Ain't no translation stretching. No, this is the most accurate translation. Tra translation. Jesus literally spits. This messes me up, y'all, because this is not a metaphor. Right, right. right. This, y'all don't want to talk to me. This, this is not a parable. This is not an analogy. This is not allegory. No, 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 no. Jesus literally cleared his throat. And he. Y'all more spiritual than me. This, 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 this messes me up because he spits, y'all, and then has the unmitigated goal to ask, can you see? You got the nerve to spit on me. Are y'all in the same Bible I am? And then say, can then apologize if it's a can you? See. Once again, y'all more spiritual than me. I know I'm the preacher tonight, but I ain't always been saying God is working on me. Y'all pray, y'all pray for me tonight. Amen. Some of y'all would have been fine and speaking in tongues and running and dancing, but I'm preaching to the five real folk in here. So I believe he helped me with this particular part of the story because I want you to remember that Jesus never does anything just to do it. He never does something without having a purpose. Do you think Jesus had a cold and he just had to release something? Or it was a pandemic or something? trying to figure out what in the world are you doing here Jesus you could have just gave a word a word is sufficient you gave a word for so many other people but why did you spit here you have to understand y'all that in their culture as well as in our culture to spit on somebody or something is an insult when you spit on somebody, when you spit on something, many of you, you're outside, you spit on the ground, you have no respect, you have no reverence for the ground, that's why you spit on it. You are signifying, I have no honor or respect for you. But you cannot read, don't miss me through here, you cannot read the Bible too fast. Because notice, the Bible did not say that he spit on the blind man. 
Don't miss me. The Bible specifically says that he spit on the blind man's eyes. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. Jesus did not just let one go in the air and fall where it may. Hear me. But he intentionally and he specifically spit on the blind man's eyes. You want to know why? Because in no uncertain terms, Jesus said, I am not insulting the blind man. He said, I am insulting the disease of blindness. You don't miss what I just said. He said, I am not spitting on you, sir. I am not disrespecting you, sir. He said, but I'm going to spit on the eyes. He said, because that's where the disease of blindness has you bound. Too fast. Hold on. 
Hold on. Y'all forgive me. I'm crazy. Because I'll stop at every verse. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, verse 24. Uh, and he looked up and said, I see men as trees walking. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're not going to just read past that. Hold on. If this man is blind, how does he know what men look like? How does he know what trees look like? Don't miss me. I promise you. It's going to be all right. I promise you. How does he even know what walking looks like? You see, I prematurely assumed that this man was probably blind from birth. But the text suggests that he had to see. I'll keep on myself. He had to see at one point in his life. Because he didn't open his eyes and say, What's that big green thing over there? Right, right. With colorful whatever leaf, whatever, whatever stuff falling. No, 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 no. He knew exactly what a tree was. He knew exactly what a man looked like. So hear me. The text suggests that this blind man was not asking to receive something he never had before. But he was asking to receive something. I feel like preaching through here. He was asking to receive something that the devil stole from him.
myself. I gotta start bringing my old self back to Jesus. I can't myself. All right, let me. There has to be a difference. 
there has to be a change. He said, you came to me one way, blind, confused, messed up. But after I touched you, you can see clearly now, you better not go home the same way you came. He said, don't go through the time. Go a different direction. Hear me. I'm not just preaching the story of Mark. This is my life. I'm done, y'all. This is my life. I know what it feels like. I have a witness here. 30 years of friendship. 30 years of friendship. I'm not lying to you. This is my story. I know what it feels like to be raised in the church. Father is a preacher. Father is a pastor. I've been saved my whole life. I went to Sunday school. I went to youth camps. went to youth congress. I was a Bible prisoner for eight years. I received the Holy Ghost, was baptized when I was seven years old. That was my first touch. By the age of 15 years old, many of you probably know my story, many of you don't. By the age of 15 years old, I backslid. 15 years old, my friend is right here to tell you. 15 years old, I got jumped into a gang. 15 years old. 15 years old, 16, 17, I'm running the streets of Atlanta. I'm born and bred in the ATL, that's all I know. I'm running the streets of Atlanta. I'm getting in all kind of trouble. We're breaking in houses. I'm smoking weed. I'm drinking alcohol. I'm selling stuff. I'm doing all kind of illegal and immoral stuff. At one point in my life, I was facing two felonies on my record. Yeah, the one that's preaching to y'all today. Some of y'all say, we know all that. That's what God will do for you. So, I'm involved in all kind of stuff. Should be in prison. Should be messed up right now. I'll never forget 2004. I was getting ready to turn 21 years old. We had a Friday night service just like this. So that's why you can't discount any service. Sundays are the Super Bowl. We, we, we get it. Sundays are the big service. We get it. But you do know that God works on other days, too. It was a Friday night service just like this. And I was sitting on sitting off to the side. We had a missionary from Spain. Gary Song was his name. He passed in California. He was there that night. He didn't know my dad was the pastor. He just looked at me at the end of service. Like right now, the end of service is dying down. People have finished praying. They were leaving. He walked over to me. I was sitting on the side. He put his finger in my face. He said, young man, I don't know who you are. He said, but God told me to come tell you that this is the last time he's going to call you. This man didn't know me from anywhere. A few months before that, my dad had already warned me and said, Myron, if you don't get your act together, son, he said, six months, you're going to be in prison or you're going to be dead. My dad told me that. But y'all know how we are with our parents. Keep praying for me, Dad. Appreciate it. I'm covered by the blood. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mama. Thank you. But right after that, God had to give me a second warning that possibly saved my life. And in that moment, when that man of God put his finger in my face, I had two choices. Do I let it convict me and say, God, or do I get offended? Say, who are you talking to? Put your finger in my face. Oh, you don't know who I am. What? 
sad thing is this generation, we have exchanged, I'm convicted, with now I'm offended. My pride aside, and, and I listened to this man of God. I fell on my face that night, y'all. 2004, I fell on my face. Was that 19 years or something like that? I fell on my face, y'all, and I cried for an hour, and I prayed, and I repented. I saw like my life flashing before me. I had friends I grew up with in the church that that's still out there in the world. They're in prison. They're dead. Or, man, we just did a funeral for one of my other childhood best friends a few years ago. He, and all of a sudden, just flashing in my in my head, and I said, God. I, I'm ready. I don't know how. I don't know what. But I'm tired of running. I'm tired of living this life. You have too much for me. Your hand has been on me my whole life. I am ready. And let me tell you, God gave me a second touch. When I got that night, my eyes were wide open. And I saw everybody. I saw everything clearly now. But this is the point I want you to understand as I close. God bless you. Remember, Jesus told the blind man, after I touch you, don't go home the same way you came. That very night, y'all, that Friday night in January, cold night, I'll never forget, I got in my little black Ford Focus that same night, y'all, uh, and I had to go home a different direction. I went inside my glove compartment. Uh, I had some little nickel and dime bags of marijuana. I threw all that stuff away. Y'all not hearing me. Uh, I went through my cell phone. I went to my cell phone and I started looking at names and numbers and I said, delete. I'm talking about the same night. I didn't wait until the next service. I took until I had a position that took that same night he touched me. I went to my phone and said, every time I get with you, it's trouble. Delete. You crazy. Delete. Y'all ain't hearing me. That's my cousin. They crazy too. See? See, y'all got quiet on that one. Y'all got quiet. Didn't mean at that moment I didn't love my cousin. I was finished with my family. Of course not. But there comes a time in your life where sometimes you gotta disconnect from Y'all ain't saying nothing. I ain't that old. We didn't have that. We had compact discs. Y'all don't know nothing about that, young people. They don't even sell CDs no more. I took, I took all my worldly CDs. I told you I'm from Atlanta. I'm from the hip-hop capital. I had all my rap. I had all my T.I. and all my young Jeezy. Y'all know what I'm talking about, young people. Y'all getting scared now. Y'all getting scared now. all that stuff, y'all. Got rid of it. I used to walk around with gold teeth in my mouth. All, all that jewelry, all that money I spent, threw it away. I want none of that stuff. Me. Because he touched me. I cannot be the same. This is what I need y'all to understand. I know you've been standing. I'm here, y'all. This is what you have to understand. When you come to this altar, even the next few minutes, Jesus is going to touch you tonight. I promise you. He's here. He's going to touch you.
But this is what I need you to understand. He's going to deliver you in this altar. He's going to free you. He's going to touch you. But guess what? You're going to have to get your own body. And you're going to have to leave and go home a different direction. Trust me. Jesus could do it. But he is not going to lift you up. And just snap his fingers. And you're going to be home. And your whole life is going to be clear. But when you leave this house on your phone, those numbers are still there. Those text messages are still coming in. Come on, somebody. Your laptop, your computer is still at home where you left it with that ungodly Netflix show and that ungodly movie. Jesus is not going to erase that stuff. He's going to give you power right here, but you have to go home differently. You got to go delete some stuff. You got to go throw some stuff away. You Verse 26, I'm done for real. God bless you. Verse 26, put it back up there. Here we go. God bless you. We're done. He sent him away to his house. He said, don't go into the town. The last thing he said was, don't tell anybody in the town. Do y'all read that? I'm making sure. It's, it's, y'all see this, right? He said, don't tell anybody in the town. This, this also messed me up, y'all, because why? Would Jesus do a miracle like this? Spit on somebody's eyes, transform their life, touch them, and then have the nerve to say, don't tell anybody what I just did. Does that make sense to you? Well, y'all pray for me because it don't make sense to me. It don't make sense. If that was today's time and all this happened, somebody spit, oh, whatever, miracles, all that, everybody's gonna know about it. Come on, somebody. I wanna put it on Facebook. I want to take a selfie with Jesus. Are y'all hearing me? Even the spit still hang. I don't know. I, I want to take a selfie. Hashtag man spitter. Hashtag mirror. I don't know. A camera. Something will be in our face. I want to tell everybody. But Jesus said in this context. Listen to me. I'm done. In this context. Jesus said don't tell anybody. You want to know why? Because think about this. This man comes home. He comes home to his family. As he's approaching his home, if he had a wife, I don't know, a mom, whatever the case may be, his people look up and they say, hey, there's David. Hold on. Where is his walking stick? Think about it. Hey, hey, go get souls out the house. David is back, but I don't see his cane. Hey, 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 go, go get so-and-so because I don't see uh, John, his helper, his aide, his guide. Hey, hey, something's not right. This man is not saying anything. He's walking home. They see a pothole that he always trips in, but this time he hops over the pothole. Come on, come on. He say, hold on, something, something's not right. He gets closer, there's a stop sign. If they had them back then, there's a stop sign. He should walk right into the pole. Check it out, he said nothing. 
But this time he does a spin move. <laughs> hey, y'all. And check this out. Without this man even having to open up his mouth, they will be able to tell that God touched him from the way he is walking. Free. 
Yeah.